1: there's
4: forensic
1: accounting research that needs to be done
4: wow that's exciting stuff that you you got me going tanny was making fun of me because he said boy you really perked up when he mentioned forensic accounting i just love the idea of that they're telling what is it what's going to happen when he gets the millions they've got the millions and now they can see wait a second he's spending it all on OnlyFans. i don't know I don't know about this. Well, which accounts? Thanks to Mike Florio. Thanks to Adam Hogue. And thanks to that man, Josh Lucas. Uh, Layla had to run out to her real job. So we thank her for joining us and our production team of Ray Diaz, Adam Studzinski, Brandon Fryer, Connor O'Donnell, Kevin Lapka, and uh, for all the stuff that they do. Parkinson Spiegel are here, gentlemen.
3: We were sitting there listening to Josh Lucas with you guys, and we heard your audible Wow. It's like Bernsey just got aroused I got excited. at forensic accounting. I Finally,
1: know. Josh sounds like Joe Sheehan, and all of a sudden, Dan's interested. <laughs> There's forensic accounting research that needs to be done. Wow.
3: Well,
4: oh, oh now, yeah. now I'm in. Use yeah. lots of words. Go slower. So now it's sexy football when you're talking about how they're spending their money.
1: Yeah. Hey.
4: Yep. Hello. I'm your forensic accountant. When I come into my office, oh, you don't do that anymore.
3: Does the forensic accountant still come to the door with a pizza box for no reason <laughs> at all? Can he, please? I had my brothers
4: holding two drinks.
1: It's a calculator in a box.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do we have? Do we have Danny? I'm here. Oh, yeah, Danny's there. Yes. Is. Hey. hey, I asked if we were talking about because I missed the the that that line. So he's saying they they do it into like like Caleb Williams and yeah. Drake May. All, That's what he's
4: saying. All the NIL money that gets spent now, now they don't have to wait till after they've had their rookie seminars about everything, and they can actually see how they're
2: spending their millions. Yeah, what do we know about how Caleb Williams spends his sweet real estate? Right. he's got a sick pen but we, but we don't know if it was gifted to him as part of the actual Nil deal right did not
1: he do something he did something for the teammates though I thought
2: uh well he's a partner with beats by dre and he's given away hundreds of pairs of headphones to all the other USC athletes uh, and like he's given it to the the soccer team and the basketball team and all that stuff, but I don't know that that's necessarily coming out of his pocket because he's a, he's an endorser for for the headphone company.
3: He's got uh, he makes three million in nil. He's got multiple endorsements through a bunch of folks. He's got his own foundation. So there's a lot. There is a lot of stuff to uh, to dig through uh, already. But uh, you know, some good stuff you guys got there from Josh that uh, I'm sure we will uh, listen back to and uh, and be dissecting the man. Of the moment in Chicago sports who lives in California. And the draft is still four months away. But all conversational roads are going there these
4: days. You were talking about NIL. I was having a conversation a couple days ago with, uh, I ran into an old friend who happens to be a a veteran, prominent NFL agent. And talking about who he has in this draft class and how they're, and he said, I don't know how to recruit anymore like, what do you mean? He goes, I don't know what I can do, what I can't do. I don't know. Every campus is different. The NIL arrangements, uh, it's like there's some guys who are making $400,000 from a collective, and then I'm not allowed to take him to Arby's. He said, I can't give a guy a ride because every school's got different rules. And he said, it's impossible to know where it used to be, cut and dried, what an agent or a prospective agent could do and couldn't do. He he actually said, he goes, I'm I, telling you, I've got no idea. Did you see the penalty? You should probably
1: find out. That's what I said. (laughs) They they literally have someone in compliance that could help. But but the
4: thing is that every school's got different rules, though. Right. And they have a
1: compliance office that could help. That works for that specific university, Dan, that would know all of the rules for that university. So wait, wait, I'm not done. And then the coach could then go to the compliance office of his own university and then find out what the rules are at his university to not make it so difficult for him. But
3: did you see the other day um, Florida State got penalized and the sanctions from the NCAA included them being forced to disassociate from their own nil collective for a year like they, they it's crazy the penalties yes they they have to they have to disconnect from their own nil collective according to uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves i get the details oh, on this that's, because it, that's
4: fascinating yes so, but do the, co- some forensic accounting on this <laughs> i, will so, I so will so the collective can still give out money it just isn't officially from the university anymore let that's me, what it was in the beginning let me let me, let me get or the can exact the co- is yeah. the collective essentially suspended well he's going to read that for you dan if th- you just shut
1: up a go
3: three ahead, Speaks. a two-year show time. cause uh, suspension from the next two regular season games here we go a three-year disassociation from the booster a one-year disassociation from the collective. So, like all these boosters, is that hilarious, Lawrence? What? So they these boosters created NIL Collective. Then that's who the school works with. And now the NCAA is saying you can't work with your
4: own collective. Can they work with a different one? <laughs> sure. They can, they can start a new one. Yes! They can just, like, re-incor- same, yeah, reincorporate <laughs> under a different name with the same people. They can move. That's why
3: it's ridiculous. I'm so glad you're appreciating it's it. It's like a pack. It, yeah. You just move the money to a new account. Move and- the dark money over to a different account. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's, oh, that's fine. that's excellent. So it's just another, like, window-dressing BS punishment from the NCAA for Florida State. See, this is why they didn't get
1: into the playoffs. That's why. yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the reason. Because they yeah, were that... too
3: associated with their own NIL collective. <laughs>
4: Just I'm saying down there that in passy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can see that. It was coming off the oh, tape. Yeah, obvious. <laughs> you
4: <laughs> you, don't, you that. don't have to be a scout to notice
3: that. <laughs> this team is too associated with its NIL collective.
2: Fun. It... Sports. Well, it's down. funny, too, because like everyone's talking about how this is going to change <laughs> these guys' prospects. But they all get it. Like, it's not like Drake May doesn't have NIL money. Coming, you know, like Caleb Williams has more, uh, and he seems to be, uh, he seems to have his own ideas already of what he wants to do with his platform. Like, he's done a lot of stuff uh, with the uh, Boys and Girls Club, and he says he wants to destigmatize <laughs> having mental health conversations, and that's part of what his foundation's about. So, like, they're more like fully formed people because of the resources that's there for them yep. earlier. Didn't but Blake Corm it- like start a corporation or something with <laughs> he- his? In? I'm, I'm serious. Yes. I think he did. Maybe. I'm, I'm just saying it's not it isn't really unique to Caleb Williams. Oh no, no, it definitely
3: isn't. And I think but I think that's what was Dan what Dan's excitement was about was like, "Oh, I can actually scout them as money makers and money spenders." And it's another level of being able to scout professionalism and mm-hmm. their ability to handle expectation and money and all of the opportunity that comes. If a guy
4: has bought nothing but milk duds, (laughs) that's that's a red flag to me. if he bought stock in milk duds. Different. Well, I wouldn't.
3: Why not? Not a fan. You, th- you think the, the state of oral care in this country is
4: going to crack down on Big Duds? I don't dud? know. I just, that doesn't, if I, if I were dud. banking on candies <laughs> of the future, I, I, I would I would think that's much closer I to being relegated to a candy I of the I don't know, past. man. Milk Duds have been around a long time. There's a There's lot nothing of nothing better than
1: a fresh box of Duds, oh, man. come on, yeah, man.
4: Good luck finding one. Freshness counts, too, Lawrence. Good, good luck exactly finding right. Milk Duds? Fresh Milk Duds. Fresh milk Oh, duds. I, I got them, man. Oh, you can catch a brick on those no matter where you find them. You're, Dan, yeah.
1: you're 100% right. You can run up on a bad box of duds, and it is awful. But if you get a fresh oh, box of man, duds. that's a place worth it, knowing. Yes, you are living. So check this paragraph out about Blake Corum. Okay. This is from SI.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Quorum has struck at least a dozen NIL deals, including partnerships with Bose, Subway, the National Guard, and Wolverine Boots. He blends the pragmatism of a smart business person with the idealism of a college student. He declines to share his exact income, but says that he's in the 1%, a nod to the Occupy Wall Street movement, an <laughs> indication that he is income inequality on his mind. A Michigan resident would need to earn roughly $480,000 to be in the top 1%. And he's gone out and he's done various giveaways, including a three hundred. dollars turkey giveaway for people on Thanksgiving? Hey, man. Man, Michigan really, really jumped ahead on this NIL thing and got it together real
2: well. Well, it's crazy, too. Like it, it's obviously great for the player. I think it does confuse things a bit for the fan because it just makes transferring easier and, oh, we've got this booster or person that will pay this guy in this dealership or whatever. Like, I, I do think that there's some validity uh, to that. But how many guys can we think of that their maximized time for earning was when they were in college? Because they were the big man on campus, and they could have made hundreds of thousands of dollars a year easily by being the best basketball player in Champaign, but they had no shot at making it to the league. Right. You know, like this does close that loophole.
1: Absolutely. Like like Zach Eady, for example. And Zach will get drafted, but I don't expect... NBA stardom for him. Meanwhile, he's killing it at Purdue. Sure, killing or like, it. Drew Timmy. And it's another
2: reason to go back to school and Absolutely. play longer for those guys because it really does now. Just like it's professional sports. It always was, but now they're like with some of the wealth being redistributed to the actual labor. It is just professional sports.
1: Ooh, there are people so mad you frame that sentence that way, Danny. But that's what it is. I know it is. It always that's has what, been. Like,
2: it's it just. It always has, but with, with the absence of actually paying the athletes. Well, of legal. course, it legally, is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now they just pay taxes and have agents and can do their own business deals and buy ten thousand cartons of milk duds if they want. In when a can...
3: in a related story on multiple levels, um, my heart just absolutely loved the Fab Five all being together over the weekend in Michigan. Juwan Howard coaching. And the other four all sitting there courtside. First time that all five of them have been back together in that arena in 30 years. And in reading about it, Chris Weber said that he and Jalen Rose got together two months ago. And he said, quote, we had to have a natural reunion first. We were able to do that and enjoy ourselves. Everybody had to heal. It was really cool to be here. If it took 100 years, I'd wait that long to be here sincerely. So it feels great. So it's like... Not only it, did it feel good, I realized because those dudes were so freaking cool. and Think about fun. the
1: actual nil money they could have made. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, that's it, it, part of the reason that Chris Weber never really wanted to go back there because were, he we, was making absolutely. NIL money. They
4: were getting cars, and yeah, yeah
1: for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure. But like the fact that I don't know, you guys have people either
3: in your family or in your friend circle who stopped talking to each other for twenty or thirty years or forever. Yes. I do, yeah. I do. So like the fact that Weber and Rose seemed so like disconnected and like broken and now there they are together able to sit courtside and cheer on their
4: teammate man and and the bulls can't pull it off
2: (laughs) no they can't they they have they've got a tricky thing extra things that make the thanksgiving conversation a little bit more awkward though that yeah. are out of the Bulls organization. Yeah, that one guy's
4: hands. ex, w- fifty year old ex wife is is marrying the other guy's son. Oh, that, yes, that,
3: that's kind that, of a problem.
2: That that makes for
3: an awkward <laughs> family reunion. Yes, <laughs> but but I mean Michael Michael Jordan is a petty bully, you know, and always has been. Used it to great extent to become the best ever, but remains a petty. Bully, and he has he has voiced and shared the anti Kraus and anti Reinsdorf thing to the point that it has been followed and and believed and espoused by dozens and dozens of people after him. Right. So, and yep. and it's not going anywhere because he's not he, he's, he's not coming not off it. He's not interested.
4: No clearly and even if he did recant it nobody would believe him and everyone say well he's only doing this at the behest of the team or or the Tribune editorial board that said he should i mean
3: unless it was from a real place unless there was some actual reconciliation of some kind if if he wanted it
2: it would just be very funny to have that happen after he did a 10-hour documentary on it (laughs) where he didn't express any of that stuff like he had all the time in the world. <laughs> well, very, very to get on the sober about in the felt. video,
1: not as much sober in the last dance. Drinks sitting yeah. right next to him. You know, this is, maybe he started saying some things. Did we ever now find out? It.
3: Did we ever find out what it was? What was Mike's brown liquor of choice I, in that? I would love to know how much it cost.
2: Yeah, expensive. Is what it was, right? It was. It, it, it tasted like expensive. We know that
3: Jerry <laughs> tastes like cash. Jerry Jones, who we finally correctly uh, cast as Uncle Junior in our Sopranos <laughs> version
2: of, <laughs> of Dave Wansted's mob, mob family he's life, he's what, Johnny
1: Walker Blue. He's
2: Johnny yes. Blue. What was that
1: two hundred?
4: Yeah,
3: a bottle. At these days, yeah, two hundred a bottle. And
4: I Frank, thought it was a bourbon. Jordan had.
1: I, I don't know. You
4: might don't be know right, it Dan. It,
1: it might have been a bourbon. It just, it, But it just, even the glass, like, <laughs> my God, like, how much does that glass cost? Oh, like, according to
3: Business Insider, Ramona Shelburne asked and answered, it is tequila. Really? Sincoro, a tequila brand he co-owns with the Lakers, Celtics, and Bucks owners. Even go. that one is anti-bulls. <laughs> Even his tequila is anti-bulls.
4: What he's not drinking the Jerry Reinsdorf branded fortified oh Concord wine. <laughs> 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 there is a fourteen hundred dollar
1: bottle of Sincor.
3: Oh wow! Yeah, that checks yeah. out. That's
4: that, that's apparently what he was drinking. Okay. All right. Aston answered. So that's, that's like barrel age añejo to make it look that dark. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: They've got two different añejos. the The other one is four hundred dollars.
2: Man, I, I good don't, for him.
1: I don't know. It's like it, every alcohol
3: has become fetishized with its own bar and its own single barrel, and it's like, and all the prices are just jacked to the roof. And I don't believe that that every single spirit deserves that treatment.
4: Am I wrong? There's also counterfeiting. There's also a lot of these, especially in the bourbon market, what you're hearing about these auctioned bottles of Pappy Van Winkle that are just Beam or Evan Williams poured in there. <laughs> That's happening everywhere. I don't think that you're wrong, speaks but I do think that because there is
1: a market for it, like, I'm, I'm not... I'm a rum guy, so I do enjoy like sampling different rums from different countries. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm even into honestly, like the smell of rum to me is even better than the taste. All right. See, that's one that I
3: wonder about because the, the fetishized rum universe you know? It's wild,
1: man. I saw that with Thalia Hall. It's great, right? <laughs> yeah. They're so good. Prague. Rock, yeah. Right? Avandars, oh yeah. yeah, man. Wide open
3: stuff. But uh, yeah, so that that's one of the spirits I was questioning. But if you're gonna vouch for I mean, who
1: am I? No, 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 no. I don't wanna no, kick shame no, no, anybody's No, thing. Speaks, you are you are right. <laughs> it is out of control. Yeah. And I think that where it started was with beer. Like people got so crazy well, about wine. beer. Yeah, exactly. Wine. I mean wine wine,
4: wine was really sort of Yeah,
1: the- but that was that was for the snobs. Then there was <laughs> then there was snobbery amongst beer drinkers, uh-huh. and then every oh well I'm getting this IPA, uh-huh. and this IPA, and no, no 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 you should really drink
2: this. And- well look, I, but at I, least this- with a beer it's like oh that's an expensive beer, it's fourteen dollars a bottle. With like bourbon and whiskey and yeah. all that, it's like oh, it's a that's a thousand dollar bottle about Cognac. of tequila. You
4: right it was owned by Napoleon. Oh yeah, yeah. that's like a thousand dollars an I ounce know. or something. And, 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 it's and a I'm a good that time guy. to remind
1: you that I'll be out at Bevda in Lansing tomorrow with Remy Martin. Oh,
4: look you know, at that! The rule is if you, it's one thing at a level that you would you would search it out for yourself and buy it for yourself. It's another thing if if you're like Lawrence and I and and Danny and maybe you, if you're friends with with Rao. Of Edrington spirits, and you happen to be in an event, and he taps you on the shoulder and says, Hey, come over here for a second. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you think of this? I'm like, well, what is it? He goes, Taste it first, and then tell me. And then he'll be like, It's a $12,000 bottle. <laughs> you
2: know, yeah. And you're, and you're like, hey, Yeah, here. It'll pour you a little more. <laughs> oh, that, I get like, it. you like, it. It, 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 I'm
4: too it, poor it, to be drinking it, this drink. Yeah, but I'm going to say, like, I, I'm, I'm going to try to appreciate it. I don't know if I can appreciate it. I really have the palate for it. But if it's somebody else who's seeking you out and, yeah. and trying to share the the love, I'm there. I mean, I guess it's just human nature. Like, the, the stuff that's gone on with
3: coffee in the last mm-hmm. 20 years. Ian Hap. Forget we had. Jameson Tyone. Like, all these guys and these people is like, well, you know, I've, I, I've, I've broken up the counter in my kitchen so I can install perfect piping and tubing to facilitate my coffee execution.
1: I mean, it's not, <sighs> it's not even just, like, beverages. Think about how crazy people are about avocados
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the, the sne- sneakers. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. It's, Danny. it's all of it. It's, it's just the appearance of exclusivity. Yeah. And then it's to it's to brag, it's to stunt, it's that some people have way too much money that they don't know what to do with themselves. I had so- a
4: conversation with Shane about when he had that gave me a piece of wonderful focaccia mm. and I, I didn't know I, I was curious whether it was fleur de sell or malden salt. And he gave me a look like, of course it's Malden salt. I'm like, right. oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I thought Fleur de sel might be good enough for you, but no. <laughs> but no. Not for your focaccia. Oh, and it really, really is. And, good
3: and there's always there's usually a scammer uh, involved with all these things, right? Do you guys ever see Sour Grapes, the documentary Sour Grapes? No. Uh, uh, what I'm
4: talking about with the bourbons. Uh, yes. about, about the,
3: it, it's a sommelier, but it's really it's a fake wine collector. You know? It's it's a guy who like literally put like like good bottles and took off their labels and put the labels on bad bottles and (laughs) sold it and took advantage of people thinking that their their palates and their tastes were so refined and just just fooled fooled lots and lots of very wealthy people so it it happens in all of those realms that we just discussed those poor
2: wealthy people (laughs) buy the cheap stuff and be happy with it that's right Uh, Joe Cowley will join us at four o'clock today to figure out what the hell is going to go down for the Bulls here because teams around them are making trades. Now it's actually possible for action to happen. So we will discuss the near and long term future of the Bulls uh, at four o'clock speaks has changed his mind on a big piece of the caleb williams conversation we'll get into that we'll talk more about uh what i think is going to happen with these offensive coordinator names that you're seeing linked to the bears and we'll go through some of the data of quarterbacks at number one overall we got a lot to do today all right boys have at it see ya have a good one tanny's open kicks us off parkinson spiegel on the score
0: we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears?